Hello, everybody. On tonight's episode of Backseat Quarterbacks, I'm joined by Steven as we go over all of the action from the Super Bowl. We have a champion, ladies and gentlemen. The Los Angeles Rams won the second consecutive Super Bowl at home uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals. This was a great game, okay? It was very entertaining. Came down to the last second. Uh, last second touchdown decided it. We're going to talk about all the things in the Super Bowl. The halftime show, which was surprisingly good, actually. The commercials, which have been a letdown for the last few years. And yeah, we're going to just talk about all that. It's going to be fun. It's a fun podcast. I actually uh, won some money today on the Super Bowl, believe it or not. It's been a couple good weeks from gambling. I say it at the podcast, but wow, I can't believe it. You know, my luck's a changing. Um, anyways, here's the deal. We're going to be back next Sunday. We're going to be trying to do this uh, weekly episodes now. Now that the football season's over, we're not going to do twice a week. We're going to do once a week uh, unless other big events happen. So, for example, the draft's on a Thursday night. We're going to do a post-draft episode. But uh, going forward, the plan is that our episodes are going to come out Monday morning every Monday uh, unless something else is happening. Then we'll have the Monday morning episode on something else. This might be confusing. I'm confused myself. You know why? Because I've been drinking all day. Because the Super Bowl happened. A drinking holiday across the globe, but most importantly in America. Let me just say something. We should not have school, work, anything tomorrow in this country after the Super Bowl. And in fact, the Super Bowl should be on Saturday. Okay? Super Bowl Saturday. It should be a thing. Then Sunday's recovery. Monday is recovery 2.0. Okay? How about that? How's that sound? I'm just thinking about it, and it sounds like a good idea. But okay, without further ado, here is dude. Steve. Super Bowl, what is it, 56? Yeah, Super Bowl 56 is over. Concluded. The NFL season is done. The Rams are the Super Bowl champion, 23-20, defeating the Bengals in a pretty wild game. A lot of momentum shifts, a lot of... Uh, Crazy, crazy things happen in that game, such as Odell getting hurt. Hopefully, he is not hurt too bad. Uh, before we go over what happened, a little recap for those that didn't watch. I think everybody listening watched, so I don't even know if I have to recap. It's a very popular game. A lot of eyes were on this one. Um, actually, you know what? No recap. Fuck it. Okay, we're just going to get right into yeah. it. I'm going to tell you first off, betting recap. How about that? That's what people want to hear. Um, so I picked Rams minus four. They won by three. That lost. But I did very well in some props some uh, same-game parlays, and I put one of the biggest bets of my life on Rams' money line pregame, which hit. And I'll tell you the truth. I was sweating very, very hard during when the, when the Bengals went up points, when all this stuff was happening. I was, uh, I had uh, I, uh, armpits. I changed T-shirts midway through the game. I watched the game alone at my apartment because the people that I would have watched it with were rooting for the Bengals out of spite towards me. Well, guess what? There's a winner here. Thank you guys. Sorry. Uh, but, but for real, uh, good game, good day betting. Uh, I've had, I'm on a unbelievable heater that is sure to end soon. Uh, so I might, I should probably, you know, should probably like throw in the towel now before, before I lose all my winnings, because it's been a good past, uh, two, three weeks. And today was no different. It started actually this morning with the avalanche. Okay. They had an early game. I threw, threw some coin on them. Of course. They're one of my wagons. They did. They did very well for me. Thank you. Uh, but yes, betting wise, I did well. Did you bet on this game or what'd you do? If you if you sat out, it's gonna make me sick. I'm gonna throw up. Uh, I don't have a bookie anymore, so I did sit out. <laughs> Jesus. Well, <laughs> I would have put all my money though, like realistically on. I probably only would have done one bet, and it would have been Rams money line if I was going to bet. I almost went to the casino just to make that bet, but I was like, 
Mm. It's kind of far. I don't feel like doing that. But that's what I actually would have done. <laughs> well, Hindsight. I would have done anyways because I, I picked them to win the Super Bowl in at the start of the season. So it's not like I, I was riding. I really didn't understand the Bengals. Like, like clearly they played really well, but the entire week I was thinking, I was like, this is one bet I probably wouldn't change my mind on last second. Like, I don't know. I felt confident on the money line, not on the spread, but on the money line. So a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people are complaining about the officiating in this game. Here's all I'd say. The worst call that entire game was the offensive pass interference no call on uh, um, Higgins against Jalen Ramsey. That was such an obvious OPI. And this leads to the argument that receivers should commit offensive pass interference as much as possible because it gets called very rarely and typically not to the receiver that's actually getting the ball thrown to him. It's like, you know, on, on one of those um, one of those blocking routes that a receiver runs if it goes up one more one more than one yard. So T. Higgins committed a clear OPI, wasn't called. Then into the last drive of the Rams, there was kind of a bailout holding call, you know, on Cooper Cup. But the truth is, I, I feel like the officiating wasn't bad in this game. If I like obviously the, the end of the game calls went the way that I was betting. So I might be I might be blinded by this facade of finally some good refing. But I think this game was actually well called. What say you? Yeah. No, that's like the only that that one that everyone's mad about. It's it's ticky tacky, which means it could be in either or. Like I could see it being called and I could see it not being called. But honestly, like at that point, I think there was probably some other stuff that was making the ref pay more attention to the Bengals on defense. Um and I think that play, not that play, but the following like uh, you know, flags and stuff were all like inexperienced and younger guys like all and these guys legitimate. played in big yeah they're all legit plays too so i think if each team got one it doesn't matter when they happen i don't like when people do that it doesn't matter when the fouls happen if if you both got one egregious call then i think it's all equals i agree uh real it, quick. it shouldn't take any precedence if it happens with with 30 seconds left or five minutes left in the second quarter it doesn't matter agreed uh cooper cup Super Bowl MVP wraps up what I think has to be the greatest receiver season of all time. And uh, maybe you can make some arguments. I, don't, I honestly don't think you can. Uh, 21 games, so an extra game over, over some previous years. But he had 100 – this is total postseason and regular season. 178 catches, 2,400 yards, 22 touchdowns. Led the league in all of them. Unanimous All-Pro. Most catches in a single postseason in NFL history with 33. One offensive player of the year. One Super Bowl MVP. Um, there was somebody that said the only other person that has done all this in their career is Jerry Rice. And Cooper Cup accomplished this all in one season. You know, we a lot of people are oh, so Jerry Rice is the only person to ever do that, but not he didn't do it in one season. He just has all those accolades. Yeah. All like the oh, triple okay. crown and all that. And obviously he has all the all the counting stats fully, but like he he's he's had the NFL triple crown. He was a unanimous all, all about yes. Yeah. So that's the only other person that's done oh, that in their career. Their so career. this has to be up there as the best career of all time. I just actually took a picture on my phone right before we started. Most reception yards in a single season. This includes the postseason. Fourth place, Calvin Johnson, 1964. Third place, Jerry Rice, 1965. Second place, Fitzgerald, 1977. And first place, Cooper Cup. 2425 so almost 500 more yards and yes that's an extra game but 500 i mean you take that game away right <laughs> you still you oh, still would have that, oh, that record so he's only 
Yeah, he's only what you take away. You could even probably take away his best game. And he still would be 200 yards over the next person. He's unbelievable. And when the game was needed, they counted on him on that fourth and one jet sweep. Uh, obviously, once Odell went out, it was constant double teams. And they, I, I, we're going to talk about McVeigh and, and coaching in a second. But at that end of the game there, I don't know if it was McVeigh saying this or if it was just Stafford saying it to Cup. But they're like, I'm going to go to you only. Like, you're the only person I trust. Uh, you'll be open or I'm just going to, th- I'm going to fuck it, throw it to you. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I say and it worked. Too. What's up? Like, I, I can't believe that the momentum shift once OBJ went out and Van Jefferson was basically unusable. Um, they kept switching out the running backs when they should have just kept in uh, Henderson. Yeah. No, or, sorry. No acres. Keep him out. He was bad. He was, you know, well, that they should have just kept acres. Henderson in because he was catching everything that was thrown his way. Like basically I know he had one bat, uh, like one t- t- pass. He probably could have caught, but he didn't catch it, but he was catching everything. They should have just kept doing stuff like that. Just keep relying and get rid of the play action. Cause they were not biting on that at all. Cam acres, the game against the bucks uh, a few weeks ago was the worst graded running back game of the entire season. Right. He had a similar game today where every single first down carry went for no yards or negative yards. And the EPA per play on that is just substantially low. And it was so infuriating that McVay continued to call first down runs when it wasn't working at all. And all it took was the last possession, right? Where they said, we're not going to run on first down anymore. We're going to throw it. We're going to just throw it a cup. They should have done that a lot more throughout the game. Sorry to break. Sorry to break you off. I agree. Henderson and Michelle should have been in way more than Acres. Acres is not healthy yet. I know he's off the torn yeah. Achilles earlier. I don't know why he's being used like this. But they won the game, so who cares? Say what you're saying, though. Sorry. Yeah, no. It's basically that it, it was crazy that they had to rely on on Cup so much, and then he was still able to um, do so much. But once, uh, oh God, I'm so bad with that guy's name. They got the sec, the cornerback. They got taken out. Uh, injury. and then yeah was he honestly like if they won that game i feel like he should have just been he, the super bowl MVP. <laughs> he was he was so good he was he was all over the field doing great and as soon as he went out i was like okay this game's over because eli apple's gonna have to guard <laughs> the cooper cup now i was like he's gonna he's gonna get it um and that jet sweep was probably the best play call of the entire game if i don't know who called it but it was the best play call they did all night Eli Apple has 125,000 Twitter mentions right now and counting since the game ended. So yeah, I'm sure he's having a good one in that locker room. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that 49ers guys, uh, the, the missed that interception against the Rams is uh, people are going to forget about him next year, but not, not Eli Apple. I'm not going to forget about Eli Apple. Well, yeah. Apple talked all that shit about, about the chiefs and stuff after they won, you know, and so, he had one good game. He had one good game, and he decided to. He wasn't even, even good at that game. Toast, he wasn't even good at that game. He got burnt toast the first, the whole first uh, two quarters. Yeah, you know, my point, my 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 view is this. Uh, it was a it was a good game. Uh, I enjoyed it. I sweated a bit at the end. Uh, I do think that the Rams played down today more so than the Bengals played up. Uh, both quarterbacks got hurt in the in the fourth quarter, so that was kind of a. Uh, you know, that was kind of sad. I, I, they're not actually hurt that bad. I saw that Burrow was limping kind of after the game and Stafford looks good, but they both, you know, there's a chance we could have had John Wolford versus, uh, I don't even know since he's back up. Do you know since he's back up? I was actually going to tweet that in the group chat. I was going to say, who's, who's since he's back up? I'm happy we didn't get to that situation where it was the two backups, yeah, but that um, would have been 
or even one backup, that would have been like, it wouldn't have felt good to watch that. The, the question I have is McVeigh, you know, he's looked at as this, you know, Einstein of football for whatever reason. And all of his assistants that have gone on to get other jobs have been moderately to really successful, but he just, I think his game plan's kind of figured out. And I'm saying this after they just won the Super Bowl, but his reliance, his unreliance to switch up uh, off of what he thinks has worked in the past, his inability to, or his inability to adjust is actually something that is, is, you know, kneecapping him from winning more. And it happened, this, this actually exact same thing happened in the Super Bowl against the Patriots that they played a few years ago where they lost 13 to three. They came out with their base offense and they refused to change from that. Now that was with Jared Goff, but refusing to change from that is the reason they couldn't move the ball. They kept running in, uh, I think it was 11 personnel and the Patriots just matched up and it was a masterclass by Belichick, right? That was one of his best coaching performances. A lot of people say, I would agree. Uh, but this, in this game, his inability to adjust and just say, Hey, Stafford, we're throwing first down. We're done running. The only team that this Rams team adjusted to this entire season. And I, I had the Bible. This, I read a lot about this is the bucks where they would actually throw on first down. They would just abandon the run early. I do not know why they continue to try to run, run, run in this game. Um, even when Odell was in, it wasn't like they were past hung happy. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. Again, it's all going to be forgotten because they won the game. But this was not a good coach game by uh, McVay. And it wasn't a good coach game by uh, Zach Taylor on the other side either, which, is, you know, I think he's, he, he had a fine – obviously had a good season. They made the Super Bowl. But before we move on, what did you think about the coaching? Were you, uh, were you, did you think the coaching was up to par? Or do you think they both kind of had – they both – it was whoever choked the least, basically? Yeah, I think – I think at the end, it was like they kept swinging, like who was who was making good play calls. And then but I, I think the defense is really what boiled down. So really, the I feel like I want to give all the praise to both sides of the defensive coordinators on both, both teams because I felt like they did their jobs much better than all the play calling and uh, the, oh, yeah, the, on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, I, I, I think they did a good job. Agreed. And I, and I really think that just – it was, just, it was a good game. I enjoyed it. I know people said the second half wasn't wasn't exciting, but I think the second half was even more exciting because it was such a close game. Any any Super Bowl that's that you don't know who's going to win until the last thirty seconds of the game, that's a good game. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that with that uh, with that point. I just think the contents during the game were great, but the last drive is really you know that's it's like in basketball. You can miss the whole game if you watch the last two minutes and it's a tied game you know, you're seeing, you're seeing action that will, that you'll remember, right. We'll remember the Super Bowl. It's not like it was yeah, a blowout. The last uh, Ram Super Bowl, I was actually at your house watching that. So uh, it was a much a game. better game than that. It was a better <laughs> game than that, but that game made me a lot more happy. <laughs> so uh, this is the first, this is the first Super Bowl, I think in a long time where I really did not actually care who won. It was weird. Like I, I wasn't like, like I was, I wanted the Rams to win because like that's who I picked for our podcast. So I was actually rooting for them. But like if they lost, I it really wouldn't have mattered to me. Like I, I'm not rooting for like the downfall of the Chiefs or uh, <laughs> rooting for Brady to get another ring. Ah, like, Tommy. I, I I had no like really vested interest in this in this. Uh, but I'm glad the Rams won. I was rooting for them. I picked from the preseason. I'm smarter than you guys. I get plus ten thousand points for that. It means I wow. win the season. Wow. Uh, I will say this. I'm happy for Stafford 
I'm happy for Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Odell, especially Cooper Cup, Von Miller Von Miller. second. Yeah. Andrew Whitworth, 40 years old, finally got one. Uh, yeah. I don't think this team's going to look like it did last year to next or this year to next. I think they're going to be a good team. Like the truth is, if you have McVay, I think he's a great regular season coach. I don't want to take anything away from him. He is, his scheme works. It just is his inability to adjust is what the problem is. But his scheme does work, uh, especially in the mass amounts of regular season. They'll be back to the playoffs. Donald might retire. That's, I, that came out before the game. I'm not sure what the credibility is on that. I know that uh, Rodney Harrison said before the game that they spoke, and that's what he told him. I don't think he was making up a lie there. I, I would just assume that he wouldn't just disparage him and, you know, say, hey, yeah. Dolby's retiring, uh, Al. But uh, yeah. if he retired. He, they asked him about that in the interview, too. And he didn't really answer it, which obviously he's not going to. He was like, why would, why would he answer that right now? Because he's going to – he I think he's more soaking in the moment of getting his first ring. And basically – winning the game on two plays i think he's actually gonna retire just because when you ask somebody that he's only like 29 or 30 but he's already accomplished everything i honestly think that he he really wanted the super bowl ring to like fully submit his legacy he's the best interior defensive lineman of all time as far as i'm concerned you can make some arguments for people like warren Sapp and whatnot but i think aaron donald's peak and his dominance especially when that position is so uh it's so different now than how it was, you know, in pre-2015, basically, or pre-2010, where back that Warren Sapp really was just a run stopper who was also phenomenal at getting past uh, the center and the guards. But what Donald does, he can line up everywhere on the defensive line. He's a better pass rusher than probably anybody in the league outside of the Watt brothers since he's been in the NFL um that's funny though and maybe the bosa brothers right the two and my the two both the two brother groups but uh and he's the best run stopper and he gets double teamed every play and he's he's just unbelievable i think uh he's obviously a first bout hall of famer i don't know if he comes back because i think you're right he's saying i'm gonna live in the moment right now but that but i'll just i'll just say this when when brady won the super bowl last year and i know it's different and i i always invoke brady every single episode we do but when they said, are you going to be back next season? Tom Brady was 43 or whatever last year. And he's all like, yeah, I'm coming back. You know, he didn't have the thought in his mind. The thought's clearly going through Aaron Donald's mind. I, I think, you know, he might be back, but I'd probably tend to lean towards retirement. This team is going to be a lot different. Odell's a free agent, obviously coming off that knee injury. He's going to be, I think he tore his ACL. I'm not a doctor, but um, from pretty much, you know, what the Twitter doctors were saying, the actual, the actual MD said that it looks like it was an ACL because of where he grabbed it and just the pop that they saw. Uh, he's going to miss some of next season, but he's going to be a free agent, and I'm sure teams will be lining up to sign him. It was clearly not an Odell problem in Cleveland, right? So teams will line up to sign him. Yeah. Uh, Rams uh, yeah, I, saw that, I saw that stat, too, that Odell, in the short amount of games he played at the Rams, already had more touchdown catches than he had with the, his entire day at the Browns. Yeah, it was Which is yes. an insane stat. Yeah, I know. I, uh, but I, I was an Odell fan, so I, I don't know. I, I, Odell might be back, but he might not be. Uh, Whitworth, their, their left tackle, who's 40, like I said, but still playing at a very high level. He's, if he comes back, I'd be very surprised. There's really nothing else. He, he won the pay, uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year. Uh, he won the Super Bowl. He's 40, 41. You know, there's really nothing for him left to do. Uh, I think he'll probably retire. Von Miller said he's going to explore all of free agency. I don't think the Rams have the ability to like pay him and like all these other people. Donald might retire. You have 
I think Cups do for an extension. Maybe not this year, but next. Robert Woods is coming back. I don't know. I think this team's going to be a little different. But yeah, I think I if think you have Stafford like and McVay and the, and the core, you're going to be okay. This team, like I said, like earlier in the playoffs, like I, it reminded me of the Broncos. But, you know, the Broncos basically dismantled after that Super Bowl. But I think they'll be a better better version of that, at least. Like, I think they'll lose some people. But I think they'll still be good. I still think they'll be easily a playoff team because they have Stafford for, like, a little longer too, right? Be careful. Tom Brady might be the 49ers QB. Be careful. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, yeah. Well, then my opinion would change, but I think Russell might be gone next season. Uh, Tyler might I be Card- I think the Cardinals will still win games and be like good off the bat and people are like, oh, this is the year and they'll do the same thing again. Have you read the Kyler but- report? What's happened with him? No, what happened to him? Uh, he's mad. He's mad because he's being viewed as a scapegoat for that playoff loss. By the way, he should be the scapegoat. He was just atrocious in that game. He was terrible. One of the worst quarterback performances in playoff history, legitimately. But he's mad about that, and the Cardinals organization is mad that he is sassy, basically, is what it is. Like he, he's, he's, like a, he's like a bad loser, and there's problems there. Now, a possible outcome, people have said, is they trade him for Deshaun Watson if Watson you know, gets rid of all the lawsuits. That would be probably – they get a better Kyler Murray. Yeah, pretty much. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to settle stuff. Kyler Murray deleted all the stuff of the Cardinals off of his social media, unfollowed them. He's doing that move. Uh, he's probably, I honestly believe he's just mad that he lost himself. Probably one of the top three quarterback paid contracts in his extension because he played so bad in that, in that playoff game. He's still going to get 45 million. He's just not going to reset the market, but I don't know. There's some, there's some animosity in, in, uh, in Arizona, but if he does get moved, expected to be for somebody like a Deshaun Watson or you know a guy a, a, a QB of similar abilities. And yeah, so like a Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, so I could see. Him. <laughs> <laughs> well, the 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 on the Super Bowl aspect, the Rams went all in and it worked out. You know, do more yeah. more teams do this, or do you think it's just a one off? Uh, yeah, no, I don't. I, I don't know why people don't think of, like, obviously, like, fans and stuff propose stuff like this, but you see it with so many, so many teams in every sport. Like, they just go all in, and they have, like, usually a three-year three window, and sometimes they win, sometimes they lose, but, like, they usually make a deep push, and that just helps you longer in free agency and having a better fan base. I don't know why more teams don't. It, would- it just goes to show that you, like, you have to go all in, or you somehow have to get lucky in the draft. So it's like if you're, th- if you're not drafting well, you, you have to go all in on free agency and trades and stuff. This is the thing. I agree. And it's similar to in basketball, right? You have that Harden Ben Simmons trade. Okay. And a lot of people are like, wow, the Sixers just gave up their future for James Harden, a 32 year old Harden. It's like their future is now. Okay. You have an MVP level guy playing. And what you're giving up is a, a decent role player in Seth Curry. And then a guy that's not even playing on your team and you're getting yeah. a top at worst, right? At absolute worst, a top 15, 12 player. And you're giving up picks in the future. The future's now. And in the NFL, you have these teams that are so coy about, about going all in now, you know, uh, we're seeing right now with green Bay Rogers is actually going to probably be back in green Bay. It looks like uh, that that's w- what it seems. Right. And they're willing to reset the QB market again for him, which if they give him the raise that they gave him in his last two contracts would mean he's getting 49 to 50 million a year. 
I'm sorry if they do that, they're not going to win anything. Just, you know, for what it's worth, they won't have the abilities to build a team around that. But they're going to go all in on Rodgers, supposedly, and say he gets this lesser contract. That means, guess what? You actually trade for people. You actually sign people. You actually do something to help build the team better. And if that means giving up draft picks of the future to try to win a Super Bowl now, you do it. The actual two teams that have gone all in the last two years, that's the that's the sorry, not the Chiefs, the Bucks and the Rams. And look what look what happened. They both won Super Bowls. Now you need things to go right. You need a bit of luck, honestly. But I mean, you can't say this wasn't a success. And if this team falls apart in two years or whatever, okay, they still got the ring. Yeah, they still. I would take us to Super Bowl once every twenty years over never winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, that's the whole argument. Would you rather be, you know, always in the hunt but never over the hump? or in mediocre and then you get you bust through every so often you know and that people can make those arguments if they want uh i think you take the guaranteed super bowl over maybe not ever winning one you know i'd say like those Bengals teams of the of the early 2010s uh those pittsburgh teams of the last decade you know they've always been in the hunt They've never actually been serious contenders, though. So, you know, like, yeah. well, at least they never – at least they're always there. They have a chance. And I guess that's all you need in football on a one-game sample is a chance. But uh, that's just, you know, a, a level above mediocrity, and you don't get anything out of it. You just you – you get to play football a little longer, right? Uh, exactly. The, the Bengals on that front, you know, this is uh, – here's my worry, okay? They could have won that game. They probably should have won that game with how, how the game was going. And Zach Taylor took his foot off the gas, which is so common in, in, in football. He stopped. He, he honestly, he just kept, he, I don't even know how to, how to, uh, I don't even know how to explain what happened with the Bengals in, in a coherent way, but pretty much the offensive line broke down. They got tired, I, I believe. And they, they, they did break down a little bit, but then, Zach Taylor didn't have any short pass designs in that offense to be able to get Burrow the ball out quicker. He just kept running uh, chase on those deep routes, which, you know, in chase one-on-one on a deep route, I take it every time. But if you don't have more than a second and a half to throw the ball, you're kind of screwed. And they just didn't, they just didn't, again, they did not adjust. Now post game, what you have all these Bengals do, all these Bengals players, coaches, fans saying is this is a young team. We'll be back. Do you know how many teams have said that? And we talked about this on the last podcast or whatever, where it's like, I think the Bengals will be in contention for, you know, the next half decade or, or whatever with Burrow and Chase. But this is the problem. The Bengals ownership is the cheapest probably in football. They don't pony up money. They don't like, they don't like paying a lot. Now they won't let Burrow walk. Right. And Carson Palmer yeah. went on the radio, a radio show this week and everybody's just, tanking on him right saying we hate Carson Palmer this guy's a quitter he quit on the franchise what he said wasn't like disrespectful to Burrow or the players he said like Burrow will have to think after this game am I going to resign with this franchise because what's going to happen is he's going to see that the ownership unless they have a change of heart is not going to pay all the people and keep this unit together and continue to spend money they're a cheap it's a cheap owner who hasn't done it in the past now maybe he has a change of heart because he thinks this team actually contend and win but there's no guarantee this team will be back next year. They should have lost. They, they had a real chance to lose in the first round against the, against the Raiders. They probably should have lost against the Titans, and they definitely should have lost against the Chiefs. And then they should have won this game, right? And, they, and it's, football is a very lucky sport where 
the skill gap between the best team in football and the worst team in football is actually pretty close, right? That's why you have teams like the Jets beating the Bengals earlier this year or the Rams losing or almost losing to Josh Johnson, right? Like it happens. This is this is the NFL. It's it's just an insane parody league. That's what that's why it's the greatest sports league in the in the planet. And you can't tell me any different. I don't think there's a guarantee they'll be back. I think they're going to be a good team next year, maybe a little better than this year. But being better to th- than this year doesn't guarantee that they can beat a team like the Bengals or not the Bengals, sorry, the Bills or the Chiefs again. You know what I'm saying? I don't like when people yeah. talk like that because it's the same. It's the same thing that happens every single year when a team loses a Super Bowl. They're all like, yeah, we'll be we'll be back next year. Very rarely this won't do teams be the only back. time we see them. Yeah, and Joe Burrow is eerily reminiscent of of um, Dan Marino in terms of how good he is in year two. And we said this last, and I said this last time. Dan Marino made the Super Bowl year two, never got back to that game. Had the great stats every year. Teams were good, just lost playoff games. And it, it's there's a chance that the Bengals are back next year, right? I'm not I'm not taking them out of out of contention or anything. It's just they had pretty good injury luck this year, and you can't count on that every year. And, you know, it, teams adjust a little bit. They have their coaches back. That defensive coordinator coaches ass off throughout these playoffs, especially in second-half adjustments. I don't know how good Zach Taylor is. But anyways, I don't know. How do you, how do you feel about the Bengals' future going forward? Yeah, they weren't supposed to be here this year. So what makes – what makes me think that they'll get as lucky again? Not, not really luck, but I don't know. They'll be there next year because I think if the Steelers get a quarterback, that makes them more interesting. The Ravens are going to be better next year. Uh, I think the Browns get worse, so they got <laughs> that. But, but I, I, I think the Ravens are. They, if they get some receivers, I think that's. I think that's easily still the best team, and if like the Pittsburgh. If Pittsburgh got Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson, I I really don't even care who the Bengals sign. That's that might be one of the best teams in the AFC, like by yeah. far. Yeah, I, so I'm I I think they're still good. I think they're in a tough. I I think the AFC North and the AFC West are two of the toughest when the teams are good and not playing bad or having down years. I think those are two toughest divisions. Uh, in the okay. AFC, at least. Uh, so, I mean, if they were like in the AFC, like North before the Bills were good, or like if they're one of those divisions where it's really, really top heavy with like one or two teams, then I could see them being there every year. But this is a team too. The Browns are probably a quarterback away as well. Like they're not going to get anyone though because no one wants to go to Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm in agreement. I don't think. I don't think it's a guarantee. Like if they were in a different division, maybe but they weren't supposed to be here this year. I don't even think that, they had no serious injuries too. And like a lot of teams, a lot of teams did. They were still in the playoffs. Like the Titans, like the Chiefs didn't have anyone too injured, but and they kind of just blew that game themselves. But, but I don't think you could pencil uh, anybody. The Raiders shouldn't have been in the playoffs. Right. You can't pencil anybody to make the Super Bowl and or be back in this situation. Exactly. The like it's not promised. Right. And I, I, I've said this with, uh, with my girlfriend before many times, right. When I'm angry after a Patriots defeat or whatever. And since we've been together, it's actually been a great, a great, a great run, right. That's the Falcons super bowl. 
another, another couple Super Bowls, et cetera. But I'm like every year, like the Rams Super Bowl is what I'm talking about most like mostly when they lost that. Uh, sorry, not the Rams, the Eagles Super Bowl when the Patriots lost against the Eagles. I said, you know, this is not promise. Like the, this could be the last time they make it. And you had to have a clear head about that, you know? And now the Bengals, listen, the more likely than not, Joe Burrow, he's that talented. He's that good that he will probably make another Super Bowl tour in his career. But you can't guarantee that. I mean, everybody thought that the Legion of Boom and Russell Wilson was going to make it to a plethora of deep runs in the playoffs and Super Bowls. It's just, Rogers and Breeze have been to combine what two Super Bowls between them? Three? I think I think I think uh, Breeze got to two, right? I might be wrong there. I think, I think he went to two. Yeah. I so what team he lost to? I know he I think he lost one. Didn't he? Didn't he lose to the Colts? No. He he beat the Colts, right? And then he. I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, maybe it's only two. It's two or three combined for two of the top five quarterbacks ever. Uh, Peyton Manning's been to three, right? It's like these aren't these aren't promised. And so we I've done that. We've done this conversation a lot over the past few weeks about like these these moments aren't promised. So we should live in the moment because we did it with Mahomes, right? Mahomes could have been to four Super Bowls. He could have four Super Bowl championships. Instead, he has one. You know, it's it's how it works. The NFL. This is what again harping back on a point I made like two minutes ago. It's why the NFL is the greatest league in the world because things aren't guaranteed. And it's beautiful that there's so much parody that you can go from being a team like the um, Bengals winning what five games last year or three games last year. And now you made a Super Bowl. This can happen next year. Right. With, with the, with a team that sucked. Now I don't know which team, right. I'm not, I'm not going to pick any of Which team? Oh, he's, He's only been yeah. the one. Okay, there you go. Yeah, if, yeah, of all time greats, like Drew, like Drew is still like a top fifteen quarterback of all time. Uh, and probably Rogers. higher. I'm a hater, but probably higher than that. Yeah, I mean, I would probably put him in my top ten. But I'd so wait, no, for real there. though, if you do, if you're gonna go down that list, you got Rodgers, Breeze, and Marino, who are three of the most talented QBs ever, and greatest. You make all these arguments, but those are three of the top at least ten talents in football history. They've been to combine three Super Bowls in their career. Those three. And so, I mean, yeah, we, yeah, we and like should, we should be real with this. The Bengals are great. I think that they overachieved this year, and they have the best young tandem in very, 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 very long time in Burrow and Chase. But I mean, hey, let's have clear eyes here, okay? It's not a guarantee that they're back. That's all I'm saying. That's all we're saying. That's all we're saying. That's all we're saying. Yeah, we're not being haters. We would love to see. Joe Burrow will come back. He's a great player. And I will probably means I'll be paying more attention to Bengals games early in the season next year. But fantasy, fantasy football, I think I'm going to keep Chase and Jefferson. I don't think I'm going to keep Kamara or Barkley. I think I'm going to keep two receivers. No, I don't think he would want to keep Barkley. So. Well, Bar- yeah, Barkley's out basically, unless he gets traded, right? That's where, that's where I'm thinking. But yeah. with Kamara, I, I don't even know. Kamara looks like he might actually go to jail for <laughs> the Pro Bowl thing. I think it's easier to get a, a good – I think a top 30 receiver is more important than, like, a top That's 30 good running, running back. back. Like, you want, like, you want, like, a top 15 running back guaranteed. And so I'd probably keep – but you have two good wide receivers. Real quick. And then you could, and then you could trade bait them as well. Here's the – You th- a running back. The, the 13 – the last 13 Super Bowl winners – and they're leading rusher from the Super Bowl and their base salary. Now, 
this is kind of um, a skewed number because, for example, it has in the Seahawks when they won the Super Bowl, Percy Harvin, who led the league in – or not the league, but led the team in rushing yards that game, where Marshawn Lynch actually had a $7 million contract. So just that's the one year where it's really skewed. And, and you know, But here's the other ones. Okay, ready? 2009, Pierre Thomas, 460,000. 2010, Packers, James Starks, 320,000. 2011, Giants, Ahmad Bradshaw, 1.5 million. Ravens, Ray Rice, 2 million. Percy Harvin, 2.5 million. But if you want to be, if you want to pick hairs there, uh, Marshawn Lynch had a $7 million contract there. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt with the Pats, 730,000. CJ Anderson with the Broncos, 585,000. LeGarrette Blunt with the Pats, 760,000. LeGarrette Blunt with the Eagles, 900,000. By the way, LeGarrette Blunt, low key Hall of Fame. Like that's three, <laughs> you know. He did more for his team than a lot of other running backs do in the playoffs. Sony Michelle, 480,000. Damian Williams, 1 million. Fournette, 2 million. Cam Akers, tonight, 1.1 million. Cam Akers shouldn't even be on this list. He doesn't deserve re- that, that type of respect. But uh, there you go. And I honestly think that teams should look at that and say, hey, I know you're really talented, Joe Mixon. I know you're really talented, Zeke Elliott, et cetera. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, Kamara. There's no way that you can justify giving them money um, above, you know. I mean, they're clearly better than those guys, but like if you're giving them 10 million or 12 million or 9 million a year. Yeah. Are they, are they worth 6X what someone else can be? No, I don't think so. That's that's the case. And I mean, um, I, I, I don't know if that changes because teams get infatuated with their running back being able to do multiple things. I'm going to just say if I was. Uh, for example, the 49ers, you have Debo. Now you're not going to turn him into full-time running back because that'd be stupid, but you have somebody like that. That's so multifaceted. It's same with Jalen Waddle in Miami, right? That guy is going to be so multidimensional that he's going to take carries away from the running back. There would be no reason under any circumstance to pay a running back big money. Now a veteran, on like a $2 million, $3 million deal, that's good. But I feel like if you're going to go after people like Saquon or, or, or the, that type of back, anything above three or four million, I feel like it's too much. Um, just, just, uh, just an observation I had. I saw that tweet and I wanted to bring that up on this podcast. Yeah, it's a good point. But those numbers can also be because most people already think that way. But I mean, when's, when's the last time a super high paying uh, running back won the super bowl i mean it would be it would have been um marshawn lynch because that, that number is kind of like i said that that's a that's a bs number but percy harvin did lead that team in the in the rushing yards against the broncos that year i think he had like three carries for 45 yards and lynch had like 38 yards or something that game yeah but that doesn't even count yeah because they were off to such a big lead anyways they didn't really <laughs> beat down uh didn't watch it never seen it Cooper Cup, game-winning drive, four catches, 40 yards, touchdown, seven rush yards. What a, what a game. What a guy. Drew two flags. Coop. Wow. It's wild. Um, okay, the fun it stuff. It sucks, though, that oh, defensive players can't win the MVP unless they do something wild like uh, Von Miller did with the Broncos. Like, you'd be like, like the, an average person could look and be like, oh, yeah, he should win. Because, like, if you look, like, Aaron Donald brought so much to that defense. Every single play, like oh, after he Burke? pushed Joe Burrow out and people oh, got yeah, in his oh, face, he oh, was yeah, amped up. 
Aaron Donald was probably second in the voting, and I'm I would be okay if he would have won it. But Cooper Cup was literally the only reason that they scored, right? Like he was the reason that their offense moved the ball in the four, in the, the second half at all, and it's only because they forced it to him. Uh, if Donald would have won, I think everybody would have been fine with it. But I don't think it's I don't think it's a robbery, right? Like okay, so no, no, for no. Example, I'm just saying, like for for him to win, he would have like had to have like a strip sack for like a touchdown or like ran it back close to like. That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah, I, you I need, think you need Cooper Cup. You need a crazy player. Yeah, I think Cooper Cup should have won. Like, like I would have voted for him 10 times out of 10. I'm just saying, like, generally for, uh, like, a defensive player to win in this day and age would have to do something crazy. Like, Yeah, it's hard. Or, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, um, and have your quarterback have, like, not do that great. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's like on. the Von Miller Von Miller thing, right, where Peyton Manning was, after, was like, he wasn't really Peyton Manning there, you know. Uh, yeah. And Von Miller had a great game, and he had the, you know, the most important it, play there. So yeah, that, that you're right. was a monster that game too. Yeah, maybe CJ should have won it. it. Honestly, it's between those two. Uh, question is, or not my question, but then uh, some fun stuff real quick. Some fun stuff. Number one, okay, I got the over on the national anthem, one ten and a half. It went a hundred and or it went hundred and eleven seconds. So beat it by half a second. She was speeding through that shit. Okay, like she was yeah. going fast, and then. Honestly, I think the government might have had something to do with this. You know, I think they might have had their hand in the cookie jar because they sent that fly out a little late. I think they mm-hmm. p- pumped the brakes on the jets a little bit in midair and said, keep that going. Cause you can't stop the last note until the jets fly over. You know, you can't. Yeah. She sacrilegious. She, she can. <laughs> we, I would like to start in an internal. Uh, I'm going to use my rights to see what the flight plan looked like. Uh, I want the I want those documents, uh, Freedom of Information Act. I'm going to request those if I lost them in bed and see when they were planning to leave and go. I need to see those exact coordinates. I bet the over. Yeah. I was very happy. I was ecstatic. I couldn't believe it. I texted in our, I texted multiple people. I was all speed. I said, "Slow it down, <laughs> slow down, Mickey." Yeah, um, she, she's she slowed it down like, and she actually like I really don't person in air. She slowed it down. I don't really bombs. care for. And Janae Aiko did really, really good too. Uh, Couldn't pay attention. I was too focused on getting ready for the for the anthem. Oh, she the, the both both of the I don't usually care for those like the opening things, but they both did really good. Okay, I'll take your word for the first one. I agree. The national anthem was one of the most but beautiful really renditions like I've ever Aiko, heard. So. I, wasn't like, uh, <laughs> I do love Janae Aiko. So. Halftime show. What'd you think? Um, I liked it. Um, I thought it was really good. Um. I, I mean, they picked, obviously, all the songs. Like, if I was not joking in the group chat, then, like, I would pick all those songs for them to do. Uh, uh, I thought Kendrick did best on the Super Bowl halftime show, but also a big Kendrick fan. Glad Amsterdam Pack showed up. Uh, 50 Cent. That was a great surprise. Um, <laughs> also, everyone loses. Anyone that tweeted 50 Cent more looks like he's due to inflation. It's not looking like a dollar bill. You owe... Your charity a thousand dollars because that is a terrible joke. Um, yeah, that was a bad joke. He, he's a little, he's a little chubby, but and he, he looked like he was about to pass out <laughs> upside down. I wonder how long he had to hang up upside down before they before it got to his part. He looked like he was. It was cool out. though because it was like uh, the music video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that part it a was lot. cool. A, by the way, cool, like, one of the greatest songs of all time. Yeah, I thought it was cool that he like. I wasn't too surprised he showed up, but it still was cool that like he wasn't like. He's big enough where they could have added him to the poster, you know? Yeah, I like the surprise as well. 
any any other takes? Uh, best of all time? No, but it was no. really good. It's much better than when we see like bands that even my parents like don't even like didn't grow up listening to. Like I hated that era of Super Bowl thing. Uh, best of all time still, I think it was a uh, Coldplay Bruno Mars Beyonce one. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's Michael Jackson. I mean, before we were alive, Michael. Actually, Jackson. Prince. Prince might be the best one too. That one was really good. Prince is up there. I like this. I like the halftime show. I had very low expectations. I was, my expectations were blown away. Honestly, uh, I think they all played good songs besides Eminem. I wish you would not have done "Lose Yourself." Uh, I understand why he did now. "Lose Yourself." I understand why he did. I wish you would have done. Uh, Honestly, there's a lot of other without me or something, but I knew he wasn't going to do that. It was he was going to do one of his big, big songs, which I guess it's it's pretty much between "Lose Yourself Till I Collapse," "Not Afraid," and then some songs <laughs> with Rihanna. And so, out of all those songs, I'm happy he did "Lose Yourself." Uh, obviously, an iconic song. I love the the old Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg songs. Those are those are so timeless and classic. Uh, Fifty Cent being there, of course, that's one of my favorite. <laughs> like that album is one of the best albums ever. It's like nostalgic for people that are not even thirty, right? Which that's the best part of yeah. it. If you if you grew up from you know ninety two or nineteen ninety to like two thousand and three, uh, you had to be born you know like ninety to ninety six. But if you were in that era. You, you like it's like nostalgic that this music's literally like 25 or 20 30 years old now it's great and i really enjoyed it and then kendrick was really good as well um honestly this is you know they're gonna give <laughs> they're gonna do one of these and next year we're gonna get like sean mendez okay so let's have let's have fun when we get when we get the the actual yeah. like music that's culture moving and uh fun and enjoyable except for like radio edits now I would rather have stuff like, and I will give the NFL credit. They have really advanced on these Super Bowl halftime shows in the past couple of years, right? Last year was a weekend and this year was uh, uh, Dr. Ray Snoop and, and the, the crew, but I, I, and I hope they continue this, right? I know they'll never give yeah. Kanye one, right? Especially with how Kanye has been the last couple of weeks though. You know, it's, I don't think they can do yeah. that. Uh, I feel like you have to be not like in the limelight like that in that in that like a Kanye sense I feel like you have to be a classic person but also be like pretty like you're not gonna be a controversy for Epstein and you don't and honestly like some would say well what about Eminem well I don't I don't think Eminem was gonna do anything you know off the edge in this situation especially when it's actually not even his show was dr ray and snoop and like i think he you know he's not going to make it about himself in that in that regard with kanye i i would love a kanye i think kanye is the best performer uh alive honestly and i'd love a halftime show by him but i don't think they're going to do it i drake would be a good one i maybe they'll do drake but uh i don't know i don't know what the plans are i do think that they're gonna gonna not probably have uh a celebration like this at the next Super Bowl, you know what I'm saying? Of like West Coast hip hop for, of course not, right? This was in LA. I liked it though. I enjoyed it. And it was, it blew my uh, expectations away. It's not the best ever, I don't think, but I enjoyed all the songs uh, qu- quite quite a lot. And yeah, it's, you know, just reliving childhood. And I think that's, that's probably what like 58 year old and 75 year olds felt about, uh, you know, U2 and the Rolling Stones when they were on there. So it feels good to be in their shoes for once. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, when you were when you're talking about that point, I was just like, oh, that just means we're old now. Yeah, we are. We are old. It's crazy. The, 
it was good though. I I don't usually like sit down and actually like pay attention the entire time during the halftime show. I actually watched the entire thing. Yeah, it was it was really everybody gave good performances. I I I I can't say it enough. I actually really enjoyed it. I thought I pe- like I said, you know, people people jump to jump the gun and say best of all time. I do think that's a lot of people just being full on nostalgic, but it yeah. was good, you know. Oh, like the, the, I liked it. The music was good. Um, it sounded good too. And I'm glad. And I'm glad because I mean, you you you've gone through like a, a lot of rap concerts, probably like myself. And sometimes they don't actually rap; like they just like ad lib over when their songs are playing. Oh, yeah. But like everyone, everyone actually like rapped and did their songs. And uh, you know, for being 56 years old, uh, Dr. Dre. Uh-huh. Really you know, that's one he thing. He looks good too for 56. A lot of people, I know, I agree. A lot of people have um, made like points that, you know, rap won't age well, like, uh, which I guess some of that's true with some artists, right? I think if we, Eminem especially, right? If you listen to stuff from like 1999 and, you know, those years, it probably doesn't age that well. But seeing them be able to have like classic hits and make it still sound good today, that's similar to what like rock legends do, which that's really cool that rap's going to be like that, it looks like because I, I do think a lot of people are worried that it's timed music. I actually think there's so many timeless songs from um, people like them, Jay-Z, Nas, et cetera, that um, it's good that that looks like it'll be, you know, they can, if they want to tour on the hits, they'll be able to tour on the hits. That's basically what I'm saying. You know, like you have Billy Joel yeah, hasn't released a song for four or 30 years. Billy Joel, by the way, one of the best artists of all time. I'm just, dispar- I'm not disparaging him, but I'm just saying like, he's just touring on the hits. It'd be cool if Dr. Dre tours on the hits. I don't think he will, but yeah excuse me the I fact think that that's available to him is, is cool and i'm happy about that because you i don't like i feel like sorry to, to keep going but um no no yeah finish your point i feel like a lot of people view rap music as really dated in the moment whereas a lot of you know 1980s and 70s pop is timeless but i i don't I, obviously with with rap music it's more what's it it's more like about contemporary things that are happening in society and whatnot than just you know like a a love story with you know a guy and a girl but i do think that these these hits that were from the 1990s and you know early 2000s still can resonate today i feel like if they're touching on just straight up you know one single issue of the time they're probably not going to age well but things like california love and uh and um you know uh nothing but a g thing and stuff like that those aren't those aren't contemporary issues they're just good songs and those will be timeless. So that's my point. Very good. Enjoyed it vividly. Bam. Yeah, I think I think songs from like that era, a lot of them carry over well. Like all the Fifty Cent's like music from like that one album is our yeah, Richard will carry over. Best yeah, debut album of all time. I'll, I'll forever have that sentiment. Yeah, and most of the songs carry over and are still like good. Like you can play them now and people will still like them. They sound uh, present. They sound present. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whereas like probably more nowadays, I I could see some artists I listen to now not being like, I don't think I listened to like Young Thug in twenty years and be like, oh, this was my favorite thing back in the day. Careful. Well, although there's some songs, but I'm saying like people who or more people who like copy that sound, you know, like are biting Young Thugs, uh, interesting sounds or SoundCloud rappers, like stuff like that. Where it's like something that's good, good now, but I don't think. Like there's people like that back in the day too. It's kind of like who's gonna still be around in 20 years and still be good. 
I'll say this real quick. My only point about <laughs> we're, we're just talking about rap, a couple of white guys cut it up about rap, but for, for what it is worth, I think a lot of people hate on J Cole. Right. But what he said about like Lil pump is so, is so on the spot. I think young thugs a little different. I think future young thug uh, gonna, and a few, a few other guys that they make more music that will be remembered than, you know, like some of these one hit wonders that just are like biting their style. And I think the thing is, is you have people that from the last 20 years, and I would say even more recent, it's going to be like Kendrick Drake and, and J Cole, who people can hate on any of the, the three that they want. You know, usually people are in the camp of one of the three and they, they, you know, are kind of dickheads about the other two, but I think all yeah. three are going to be timeless. And I think they make good points, right? The good thing to know is rap music, like any other genre is going to have hits forever that will transcend time. And a lot of people up until even today, don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, now, maybe a 65 or 70 year old rapper won't be able to tour because of the, uh, the speed at which they must perform their music. Right. Whereas rock rocks a lot slower singing wise, but I don't think that means that songs won't be, um, will be unplayable is, is my point. Yeah. So I, I think we'll still be able to do it. I saw um, Judas Priest, which is a heavy metal band and they were still, <laughs> they were still like doing like singing really good and okay. uh, good doing stuff. And they were like all 65 and older. So I think rappers could still do it. I mean, uh, which McCall, who's the lead singer of Rolling Stones? It's not Keith Richards, is it? What's his name? Oh, uh, Rolling Stones. Is it Mick Jagger? Better? It's Mick Jagger, right? That, that's Rolling Stones' lead singer. Oh, that's Aerosmith. Yeah. Never mind. Sorry. Mick Jagger's Aerosmith. Oh my God. No, no, no I was saying I said Steven Tyler. I mean, that's okay. Yeah, okay, it is. Okay, Mick Jagger. He's like 80 years old and he's still like dancing around and jumping around. He if he falls, he breaks a hip. So he should actually be careful. Yeah. He's a little older than even what I'm saying. Um, Okay. I, does Run, does Run DMC still tour? I'm pretty sure. Oh, are. I don't. I don't think they. Oh, I really Russell Simmons or whatever is. Uh, mm, I was just saying like as an example, but that's the oldest rap group I can think of. Yeah, one of them's not. Uh, one of them's not not in the best uh, best place right now in terms of in terms of uh, popular manager. No, it's uh, that's one of the two. I thought it was like brothers. I don't like that. I don't know. I don't know. I think they can do it. I think. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's commercials. Early commercials. Did you like uh, the commercials? If so, did you did you like any in particular? Yes. Um, There's two, but I think one of them you'll like, so you'll probably talk about it. Uh, the I think best commercial was the Rocket Mortgage commercial the, okay. with the Barbie house. Did you see okay. that one? Yes. Oh, okay. For people who didn't see it, it was like kids fighting over increasing their like they this this girl found a barbie house and she wanted to put a an offer on the house and all the kids are talking about upping and starting a bidding war and i thought it was like a cute see even though dystopian way of, of explaining the current real estate market and i thought it was a cool ad um and i liked it i actually thought it was a really good ad and the second one was the the silverado ad this uh. one Sopranos ad was by far the best ad, in my opinion. By the way, yeah, David Chase directed it, so it actually is canon. Oh, Sopranos stuff, so that means they didn't die in that, in that place, right? <laughs> the, the electric Silverado. <laughs> hey, Meadow canon. and uh, Meadow and Tony and uh, Tony Jr. are still alive, and in, in, in the show, um, I like that one. I liked the, I like the, um, 
the Doritos Cheetos combo ad. That wasn't that good, but I think I, I always like those ads. I thought the Lay's one with Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd was good. Oh, I think that's that one was good funny. too. That one was funny. I like the Amazon Alexa ad with uh, Scarlett Johansson and her husband. I just I saw that one beforehand though. Uh, and then you know I saw that on like a YouTube ad in the morning, and then I was like, oh, this is a Super Bowl ad. I liked it though. I yeah, there was there was a few okay ones. Uh, SNL guy, what I forget his name? Colin Jost. Colin Jost. Colin Jost. We can um, update. Talk about talk about uh, marrying up, right? Like he he's yeah. called Johansson. That's a, that's I mean, a good job, good Colin. He's a good he's a good looking guy. He's, he's a good looking guy. He's a good looking guy. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, one thing I hated was all the crypto ads. I I think that it's just it's just I don't like those. And uh, the Coinbase ad was the worst ad. Oh my god! And people are like, "Whoa, look at that genius!" Everybody put their phone up to it. No more, no paid, no actors. It's like okay. Okay. That cool. one was so dumb because I didn't even know. I was I saw it pop up and I was like, I'm not gonna scan that QR code. Yeah, and then I saw people that. tweeting about it. There was a Coinbase ad. And I was like, Do you think anyone who already people who know about cryptocurrency probably already know about Coinbase and people who don't aren't gonna don't know how QR codes work? Yeah. So it I doesn't like- really target that's why I like the FTX ad at least. At least it was funny. It kind of like explained yeah. cryptocurrency in a way to people. Like that's kind of the future, even though I don't agree with that. I, I think it was a good ad in introducing people to like cryptocurrencies. And I would, if I was someone who wanted to learn more, I probably would have used the FTX ad, like is the look into more stuff or the crypto.com stuff. Like, that was, a, that was a good, yeah, that was a good ad. I will say this. It broke my heart. that Larry David was in crypto ad. It broke my heart. I mean, I mean, someone gives me one bitcoin you know i'll do that <laughs> yeah i know i know they paid him but it's like god Ugh, larry at least tweet... at least you gotta be larry david in the ad too though yeah i know that was good a tweet uh from today i sent this in the group chat that made me laugh uh within this is a diss on crypto so this is off topic but with inflation at seven and a half percent you lose half your money in nine years the only way to outperform that consistently that i have found is crypto just this year i've already lost half my money <laughs> that made me laugh so hard it's a good yeah, tweet that's a great tweet oh yeah you sent me that one EDM, you're that one that was a good one um i can't think i can't think i feel like people went i hated i forgot what the ad was for but the the austin powers the, the oh yeah i don't remember what evil, i that's that's i i like callbacks and like references and nostalgia but like that's so far back and like that's such a dated like out outdated like kind of character to really use the nowadays I'm gonna look up what the best um, best ads were real quick. Yeah, I mean, I honestly wasn't even really paying attention to them. Uh, here's a, here's the grades. Okay, six hours ago from Yahoo, they really wow, they they posted this early, huh? They were on it. They must they yeah, must have got grade A. Uh, the science. Uh, what? Okay, the Toyota. No, the Toyota Winter Olympics. Oh, the the Michelob Ultra ones were okay. I thought with Peyton Manning and Jimmy Butler and uh, Brooks Kepka and uh, I didn't even see that Serena ad. Williams. They were I didn't see that one. Oh, the the Jordan Peele's new movie. Uh, I watched that commercial beforehand. I obviously wasn't like a great commercial, but it made me really excited for that movie. Yeah, some of the trailers were I good. Mean, I mean, the Amazon trailer for the Lord of the Rings was. I think that show's going to be amazing. Yeah. They're really trying to make a Game of Thrones. Dude, set. they spent so much on like. It, it, there's not that many episodes and i think they spent like basically like 
what they spent on the movies, which is like one of the most expensive movies of all time. Yeah, they spent. Yeah, it was a movie budget for I think eight episodes, and it's each each episode's as much as any show production ever. So yeah. either that's going to be good, or you know, I'd or be an expensive surprised. turd. Yeah, but I mean, people are going to watch, right? And that's the whole thing. And oh, I'm going to watch. It, I yeah. will tell you this. I love that these big ass companies are competing so hard for content and then charging me a measly 15 bucks a month to get to do it. I'm going to listen. I basically the three you have to have, in my opinion, everybody has prime already, but so prime comes with that, but Netflix and then HBO, you have those three, what you're doing is basically getting it's 40 bucks a month and you're just getting uh incredible amount of content add on hulu which you go with espn plus and espn plus has all the hockey and all these right it's and listen soccer too. it's a, yeah it's amazing i i know that a lot of people complain about needing all these streaming services but uh i feel like it's so much better than classic cable even though the cost ends up being close to that and then you still a lot of people i and still have cable you can just have me. one too like like when dexter came back i got showtime for those three months while that show was on on uh when they were updating it every week and then once that was done i just canceled it i think if you only had one though i think hbo max like for the price has the best has the they have the best back catalog yeah and they have the i think the best current shows as well oh 100 oh fine my other my other one that i really liked was uh the pringles ad where the guy stuck his hand in the can and then lived his life with the hand in the can and then his son did it at his funeral. I thought that was a good math. But that's basically it. Okay. I don't know. Do we have anything else to say? Uh, let's pick our, our way too early next year's Super Bowl. Ah, uh, Jesus. Okay. I haven't even looked at this. I know the, I've seen the odds. Okay. This is going to be... I I really actually think Brady's gonna play next year with this. I hate this. Don't keep doing this to me because then it's gonna come out that he's not gonna play. But he's leaving up the window that he will. Which why would he do that? He's just leaving you breadcrumbs. Yes, and the thing is, a lot of reporters are saying the Bucks really want him back. I don't think he wants to be back in Tampa. And I I said this in the last podcast where I cut off that that whole half that we did. Um, the uh, the the lost episodes okay uh, i cut that off i i think he doesn't want to be in tampa anymore i think he might i think he might be back in tampa i don't know but i think whatever team tom brady uh commandors whether it's tampa or san fran i think that's the representative of the nfc okay that's why we're way too early we'll see if he announces he's officially done then that obviously is going to be out the window but either the tampa bay buccaneers or san fran 49ers against Oh, I don't know. How about Mac Jones, Steven? How about that? How about a little leap from Mac? Okay. Boom. That's my way too early Super Bowl prediction. A little Brady Mac Jones action in the Super Bowl. Brady versus Belichick. I'll pick that again. How about that? Uh, I almost want to follow you with the 49ers. I think they maybe move on from Jimmy G and get someone else. So I think the 49ers get better next year. So 49ers. And give me the bills. That's a good pick. I will say this with the 49ers roll, Trey Lance are gonna be bad. So if that's their plan, they're not gonna be mine. Yeah, pick. yeah. Me, me and Sterling's pick on the 49ers next Super Bowl is contingent on them getting a different quarterback that's not already in San Francisco. <laughs> God, Cooper Cup's so good. I'm watching these highlights. He's gotta be he's gotta be <laughs> the full evolution of Welker 
and Edelman. He's like a freak combination of those two. You know what I'm saying? Like he's literally the, yeah. the full evolution of them made into the, this guy. That's also taller than both. It's, it's insane. Cooper Cup Hall of Famer, right? Like as long as he doesn't retire tomorrow, if he plays even decent the next couple of years, he's got to be, right? This he season alone. Play like average. He's good. Yeah. Because the um, numbers will still be like insane. I really like Cooper Cup. Good on you. Congratulations, Rams. All the players, all the veterans there. Very happy for them. It was a good, it was a good night gambling. Um, ring chasing works. I know. I love a good ring chasing. If, it, if it's with my team. As far as oh, I'm concerned, Kevin Durant doesn't have any rings, right? As far as I'm concerned, Kevin Durant doesn't have any rings, right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Seriously. Win something without the Warriors, you know? Don't get carried. Make your own thing. Lead your own path. Okay. Thank you, Stevie. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, what are we going to do? What's, what's the plan here? We'll figure it out off stream. Okay. We'll probably be back next Sunday, okay? Let's, let's plan for Sundays being the day. And we might, we might, we'll figure that out, okay? But next, There's let's, okay. Next, things next Sunday, we'll be back. Stuff. How about that? Next Sunday, we will be back. There you go. We might move to a once weekly Sunday. Yeah, that's the plan. Let's do that. Okay, next Sunday, we'll for sure be back. We'll, we'll discuss on the actual logistics of if we do anything else in that. But next Sunday, next episode. Okay, Steve, how about that? Super Bowl champs? Super Bowl. Football. RIP football. I'll see you. I'll see you. Baseball is not back. Okay, let's not do that. <laughs> okay, see you, Steve.